Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you 24-7, with supplies and solutions for every industry, and access to product specialists ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now, Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the 8-passenger pilot, or maybe the adventurous Passport. But you gotta do it fast, because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving right now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be? A master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. The BHP podcast is proudly presented by Vanguard Outdoors. Learn more at vanguardworld.us. Hello and welcome to the bowhunterplanet.com podcast. It's myself, Dave Thomas, along with Tim Mazaran tonight, and um, we are going to talk about camping, campers, and all that great stuff. Woohoo! So, Tim, you and I um, have been camping for a while now. Yep. We started with our Yellowstone adventure, sleeping in the car. Horrible experience. In a, t- <laughs> in a tent, <laughs> in a tent on the ground, um, which uh, you got flooded in. Two sprained ankles, snow, rain, water, drenched. Mixed real um, well. And I, a bear. Yeah. And a bear. I think I uh <laughs> I think I got some diseases. I don't know. It was Probably. it was it was a horribly uncomfortable experience. Um, I, why don't you tell the story how that happened? Because the way I relive it, I think is actually different than what really happened. So my memory's not um, as good. It was a long time ago too. But um Well th- let's talk about that like that specific night. Yeah. Was that the first night? That was the second, second night. Yeah, so the well, I guess I guess leading up, I guess if we, we tell my, my personal side of the story. Um, leading up going into Yellowstone, we stopped in I believe it was Cody. Cody. Yeah, I was gonna say Coyote, Cody, Wyoming, to spend the night before we got in. So we stayed in a hotel and um, as we're walking up the hotel uh, to to get to the room, um, I managed to sprain not one but <laughs> two ankles um pretty badly i mean they they were they were they were not in good shape so um of course you know the day before we get into our big adventure where we're gonna hike and and camp and and just you know do all things outdoors um i'm stuck with two air casts on my ankles and and i think we had to get a pair of crutches too at the local local medical store um so yeah, so then so the, so then the next night we um, and the, the, what what time of year was this? This was in uh, June, June, May, yeah, late was, late May, yeah. late May, and uh, so we we head into we head into Yellowstone um, that next night and we got a uh, got a rustic campsite there. So it's all just tents. There's no no campers in the uh, in the area that we were camping in, and we set up shop. And uh, for some reason, we had thought it was a good idea to allow my brother. Um, 
to kind of plan all of the equipment <laughs> side of things. And he's got three of us. Uh, you know, there's there, there's three of us there, me, uh, my brother, and Dave. And uh, we um, go to set up the, the, the tent my brother brought, brand new, right? This really nice tent that was, a, that was I think, a six-person tent, right? City boy tent. Yeah, huge. I mean, six-person tent. But I, I think, you know, that that being our, our true first experience, we, we, began, we began to quickly realize that. The number of people they say on the box that it sleeps, you can divide that by three, and that's really the true number. So on a six-person tent, it really only slept two, <laughs> um, but we managed to squeeze, we all squeeze in there the first night, which was um, cold and cramped, and the weather that time of year, I think, was in the uh, 30s at night, if not uh, if not a little bit lower than that. So we froze... Um, you know, the first night and it was just uncomfortable and come to find out that we had a second tent. We just didn't know about it. Um, so the next night we put up a second tent and, uh, so it was, uh, I think you and you and Tony were, were originally sleeping in the, in the first one. And then we set up the second one and I was going to sleep in that one. And, um, the weather just turned. It turned that night. Is this before or after the bear situation? So this is, when would this be? This would be before the bear. Um, oh, okay. No, 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 no. Let me take that back. This is after the bear. So this is the night. So we, yeah, the whole the whole bear experience that that was after the first night before the second night because as it turns out we left on the third day. We only we only camped we had two nights. To. Yeah, we got snowed in. So it had to have been it had to have been after. The weather ended up turning that night. Um, pretty bad i mean it got super cold out um and maybe we spent three nights i can't remember now i just remember it got so bad that they told us to get out or you're being locked in and we had this so the problem i saw with it and i'll just say a little bit and you go back to the try to hold your spot there the the problem i had is that as soon as we got there i looked around and i've been hunting my whole life and camping in little pop-ups and tents i looked around and every tent that was out there was nothing like the tents we had walmart special that's what I'm saying. Like, so I'm looking at the tent we have, and I'm looking at these military grade looking tents with not just a tent, but like another tent over the top of it, like yeah. like hold you know a rain thing that was like heavy duty, mounted hard to the ground. Like yeah. you know it was like real boat. I'm like something's weird that these guys all their tents are like legit military, and ours is like a Coleman special. Yeah, it's exactly. So I knew that was going to be bad news bears, but I would say that um, in this story, the point of the story is not just. Um, the point of the story is not just the camp, but it's it's about knowing your surroundings, yeah. okay? Knowing the right equipment to take on a camping trip because the thing is, you, you know, we were unprepared. Tony did not know, and I, I don't blame him. I don't. I wouldn't have known that either. But you probably should have researched Yellowstone and the type of environment and the, and the time of, of year. The time of year, I think. I mean, we're, we're Michigan May. It's like yeah. it's springtime. You know, there's no winter mm-hmm. weather left when it Correct. when it's May, and in Yellowstone, that's not the case. I mean, yeah. That, in, that, where you go and what you do during these trips, you need to be, be a, extremely aware of your surroundings and what you're getting yourself into when you go out into the forest or anywhere, uh, even a local bar or something, right? You just got to know what you're getting into or know the area. For instance, in Cody, Wyoming, we didn't know that some some drunk poor dude would bite Tim's arm. We didn't know that would happen. <laughs> And we also didn't that know that we, we also didn't know we see line that. dancing, so which was cool. The line <laughs> dancing was cool with cowboy hats and boots, and it's awesome. You live in Wyoming; that's yeah. amazing. It's to, a um, great culture. J- just a point of clarification: I was nibbled. Nibbled, yes. He he liked you a lot. <laughs> um, 
All right, so let me tell the, the animal story. Yeah, And then go we'll ahead. get back yeah, yeah. to yours because no, that happens before you, you, we go to bed that night. Absolutely. <clears throat> so what, the way I remember is we, we traveled all around Yellowstone. We saw amazing animals, beautiful animals. We saw huge elk. We saw moose. We saw, obviously, bison, which everybody sees. We saw the uh, there's just so many wolf animals. Wolfpack. Wolfpack. And that yeah. was in Lamar Valley. And this is where the story keeps up. So as we get to Lamar, Lamar Valley, we see a black bear. And it charges the crowd of people. It was pretty cool, though, to see it. And uh, and then we drove down, and someone says, oh, you can see the wolf pack. So we pull over. We don't have any spotting scopes or anything, but these people do. Nice people let us look through their scopes. We get to see the... We get to see the... Um, we get to see the wolf pack and all these puppies up on the ridge. And uh, I'm thinking, like, this is really cool. And then somebody says, um, somebody says, uh, there's a grizzly bear down the road, and you can see it if you just um, um, drive down the road. So we're like, oh, yeah. I mean, we're like, we just got out of college. We're, like, pumped up, you know. So we're like, yeah. We're, we're invincible. Go. We're invincible. So we go check out this grizzly bear. And... Uh, and uh, we see it from the road. You could see this thing, a brown dot, like way out there. I'm talking three, like a thousand yards out. I mean, maybe, I don't know how far, but super far. And um, so the next thing that happens is Tony, so Tim's brother, says, let's go. Oh, I know what happened. So we pull into this pull-in, and this this guy runs out, and he's, he's got a shirt on. I, I could have swore it said Discovery Channel or National Geographic, something like that. Yeah, he was a, and he he's was got a camera. professional photographer. And sure. he runs down the trail. So Tony said, let's go. And Tim's like, I have to stay here because my ankles are sprained. <laughs> so he stays there. We run down the trail. Trying to follow this guy. He's, oh, he said to us, there's an elk hill at the bottom of the trail. There's grizzlies on it. We're going to take pictures. So they, But they're running. So we start chasing them, and they go further and further and further. And at some point, we're turning these like bends. It's all these bends. It's like green valley, luscious green valley. Well, no, hills. no trees. This yeah. is like wide open grass plain, but hilly. So these big hills everywhere. So at some point, we can't see anything. We don't see anybody. We can't see anywhere. Tony's like, we need to go up to the top of these hills and look over to see what we can see because we're gonna get lost if we don't do something. So we um. I say, well, I'm going to go over this hill to my left. And he's like, oh, no. He goes, why don't you go to the right? Because we know there's a grizzly bear on the left, so why don't you just go to the right? So I get to the top of my hill. Tony gets to the top of his hill at the same time. It's like 40 yards between us. And then the hill I was going to go over comes a grizzly with a cub. And it stands on its hind legs, and it's looking at me. And it's locked on me. I see it, and I get all I'm thinking in my head is, you're an idiot. Like, why are you out here? You don't know what you're doing. You're gonna die. You're you're that moron that's out there taking trying to take pictures of a bear going up to giving a candy bar and they have to right. kill it now because you you got in the way. So I'm like, I can't believe this is happening right now. And it's like locked on me, dude. Like it is scary, like locked. Yeah. And I'm I'm backing up slowly and I look behind me and I see the tree line, but it's way out there, you know. But I'm thinking I gotta go for it, you know, stupid. There's no way I'm getting to it. This bear's forty yards down a hill and up a hill and he's got me. With cubs, too. With right? a cub. Yeah. And so Tony yells, he screams at me, he's like, Dave stop moving you know and i didn't know i was even moving i mean my life was flashing before me that quickly you know and uh the bear looked at him it looked at me it looked at him and it turned and ran backwards and i was like what just happened he's like let's go and so he book it so we're running full speed like out of this place and at the same time i remember seeing this coyote come up over the ridge chasing the cub behind the bear which was really weird you know but it was like staying back a ways you know so anyway, we're running full speed, and I remember falling on my elbow, and I still remember how it felt because it hurt so bad. And I got up. I probably fractured my elbow. I got up, and um, 
as we're running, um, here comes Tim limping up the trail. And we <laughs> ran right by him. were gone for a long time. And we ran right by him, both sides. Yeah. And Tim's like, what are you doing? We're like, bear. And he, so <laughs> picture this guy with two sprained ankles trying to limp back to the thing. And I remember thinking, this is the typical time where you say, like, you know, eyes can outrun you, not the bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's not how fast you run. You don't have to run fast. You just have like, to run faster pick, than the slowest. You pick the worst time to walk out. I, you, you guys, you guys, and I, I thought I was missing out on something, you know, because you guys were gone for, like, an you hour. Did. I'm you just, just sitting there in the light car. I know, right? Face. And, uh, yeah, so I went looking because I'm like, this is, something's weird. Like, you, either you guys are on something and it's really cool and I'm missing something <laughs> or you guys are lost and I got to go try and figure out where you're at. And that's awesome. Yeah, that was no fun. All right, so um, now we go back to your story because that's basically what happened. Yeah, so then later that night, second night, um, you know, we, we set up the second tent and uh, the weather just in the middle of the night just turns. Again, again, it's cold, but this time instead of just cold, it is pouring rain. Pouring, just absolutely pouring rain, and I think I fell asleep for maybe a moment. Um, but then I woke up to the sensation of just cold, wet feet, and I started to realize that Coleman Special was never treated for water. Oh, um, handle it anyway. So I'm looking around, and uh, there's just water. Just you know, you can just see it running down the edge of the tent, and it's and and at this point, I'm I'm seeing at least an inch and a half, two inches of water, and my sleeping bag is sitting in, it and it's getting soaked. And so I'm like, dude, there's nothing. I don't, I don't even know at this point what to do. And I'm like, you know what? I, I got to try and just go sleep in the car and try and make the best of tonight, and just try and forget about it. And so I, I, I get up, but I, but I can't really get up because I have two ankles. So I have to crawl out of this, out of this tent in the water, in the pouring rain. And I finally get out and, and I grab my crutch to be able to pull myself up to two feet. And I limp over to the car and I'm, and I, and I see something in the car and I'm like, what, what is that? I get a little bit closer and, uh, I see, I see Dave, sleeping in the passenger side of the of the jeep and uh, i'm like oh this is perfect i'm like i'll uh i'll just go over there and and you know what we'll we'll just make the best of it and i uh so i go over there and i I try to open the door and it's locked and i'm like what the heck so i start banging on the door and uh, to this day dave says that he didn't know and that he didn't uh and that he didn't hear me and that he didn't wake up i didn't hear nothing but I, I swear he was moving around and he had this little smirk on his face and just refused to open the door. He had the keys. <laughs> so I had to, so so end end of the day I had to, I had to crawl my crawl my butt back into the tent, lay down, um, try not to get hypothermic, and wait for the sun to rise. And uh, I think we have some pictures somewhere. Um, uh, with me holding just this sopping wet pillow and sleeping bag. Um, you know, the next morning with this just dreadful look at my face that, that's like, we just, we have to go. And, uh, so that, that was that. So, so then after, so just kind of finish the story up. So we ended up going, um, south, I think out of Yellowstone that day. We, I think we went into, um, what would it have been? Um, 
we went into Jackson Hole. I think the next day is what it was because we had to find a we had to find a dryer to dry my sleeping bag. So we do that, have some good you know, have some good stuff, and then you know on our way back in, we start to, you know we turn on the radio and all we start to hear are reports about the weather and how the weather is um, just absolutely turning the wrong direction. They're they're expecting somewhere between eighteen and twenty six inches of snow that night and they were closing down all the exits indefinitely except for the north exit which they always keep open uh, but which is in the wrong direction so we all look at each other and just after the experiences that we had good and bad um we decide to uh pack it in and get going home and we left um sometime that evening and I'll, i just remember the drive back I just sit in the front seat with my ankles up, you know, just to just to keep them from throbbing. <laughs> but I just remember on our way out, it was sketchy, man. That snow started oh, yeah. to fall, and uh, I don't know what we did, what we would have done if we didn't have a four wheel drive vehicle. That vehicle was sliding down the it, whole thing. And, it, and this is this is a Jeep. I mean, it's a four wheel drive, like you know, good tires, good everything, and it was sliding down the roads on the edge of the mountain um, as we're trying to get out. So. Yeah, that was legit, dude, yeah. that trip. But anyway, so the point of that story is just to know your surroundings and, you know, make sure your gear is right. You can't just go in on a situation without knowing what's going on. So you need to talk to the local people, call some local uh, places, you know, the um, local DNR or the police. It doesn't matter. Just call around and ask questions about the landscape if you need to. Uh, Yellowstone's an easy one. They have a Yellowstone directory. You can call there and, and ask them these questions, you know. And then, um, But that's what you need to do. So yeah. moving on. So that's that's extreme camping. Would not know what you're doing. So, but as we step into, um, so let's talk about the different types of camping. There's going to be rustic camping, which means you have no running water, no electricity, no power of any sort, and you can use a pop up for that, or you can use a tent. Well, a tent would be number one. You can use a tent. You can use sleeping bags. Number one, those little tiny, you know, yeah, the one person. sleeping pod things. Yeah, yeah. Um, the tent would be number two. A pop up camper would be number three, um, and then a bigger camper would be four and then an rv would be five pretty right. much and then a bus well rvs i mean or a so cabin, right? I, I think in that realm with rustic they there's two different realms there's when, when you're talking about campers um there's dry camping and then there's then there's non-dry camping so dry camping is there's no water there's no electricity you know you're just you're just living off of what you have inside the camper you're not running really anything except for maybe lights here and there that kind of thing so with an rv i mean if you're if you're going somewhere where there isn't electricity isn't water I think a good thing about an RV is you can carry that with you. You know, a lot of the times they have an onboard generator. They have, you know, a big water tank that you can fill before you get there. Um, so you you can camp that way and make it uh, and, and turn it into what, what people call glamping um, instead of camping. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so there's that. And, and you know, the, the camper-wise, I mean, there's so many different um, versions, models, designs. Well, let's um, start with that. Let's talk about, let's start at the base level, right? Yeah. So the base level in a camper you have. I would say it's a pop-up. Pop-up camper, which um, is what? I guess let's talk about what Yeah, so pop-up camper is one that it, it's basically a fold-down camper. It has all vinyl sides. Um, so it, it folds down to about, I don't know, four feet tall. Um, bed, you know, there's usually a couple beds on either side. So you, you pop it up. Slide out. Yeah, slide out. Yeah. So you, you crank the top up till it's, till it's at height and then you slide the beds out and then the whole sides are vinyl. So it's great for normal camping. Good weather camping, I guess is, is a better way to put it. Um, but for your hard weather, like, like, especially with cold and wind, 
Um, they're generally waterproof, so they're, that's good. But you don't get a ton of um, insulation to keep the heat in. So you got you have challenges there when it comes to um, cold weather and things like that. So I think your next step is what I have, actually, which is a hybrid. And so a hybrid is if you think about a normal trailer camper where it's um, you know aluminum built all the way around it. That's what I have, except for the ends, there are um, beds that actually fold out. So the bed they sides, don't slide out. they don't they slide out. out. They, they fold out like down. a like a right. toy truck. Like, yeah, like a toy hauler has the has this has the end that that folds out. Same thing. It's oh, yeah. it's cables that hold it. So there's no support. It's a lot easier to set up than a pop up camper. Um, and then so the only vinyl parts to it are the two bed sides. So your interior is mostly insulated with the exception of the two outsides. Um, and you usually have like a full bathroom in regards to shower and and uh, and sink and toilet and all that stuff, kitchenette and all that. Um, so that's your that's your next step. So and then, before we go into the next yeah. step, let's talk about what's inside. What you find commonly between those two, the pop up and the hybrid, like what's in them. Yeah. So your I mean, most common is going to be just your basic setup, a, a kitchenette, which would include a stovetop and a sink, and some sort of cabinets for for a little bit of storage. Um, you're also generally going to have a uh, table. Um, some, you know, small four person table that, that only skinny people can fit around that folds down into a bed. Um, so you usually have a twin there and then there's usually queen and, or a queen or king on either side for sleeping room. So if you're with the guys, you're most likely three guys, one in each bed. Yeah. For comfort. Yeah. I mean, you, if you wanted family, to sleep side by do, side, you could do it. Um, family, you could do two kids in the middle, two kids on the ends and husband and wife on one end. Yeah. You could. I yeah. Mean, you could sleep. Like, I would say kids, the pop up, you're probably, you're looking at probably five comfortably. Yeah. And, but I um, wouldn't really cook in the pop up, you know, it's like hard. It's, it's it like is. The, the walls are, you it know, is. And you thin. also have the challenges of it, of it being just a stovetop too. So if all you yeah. have is a stovetop, I mean, you're usually bringing a grill. You're going to yeah. just cook on the grill. Pretty I don't think I really ever use the stovetop um, no, once. Um, you have basic electricity and some, things like that. Yeah, and some have, like the one we have, we have a pop-up camper for BHP we've had for years, um, but that one has air and heat. It mm-hmm. has what Tim's talking about, the slide-outs. But the problem is, you get in November, it's just too cold. Like you, you have to run an electric heater plus the gas heater, and, and that's just to survive out there. I mean, right. it's pretty freaking cold, man, like right. in that thing. Yeah, Whereas so like dry camping, one, you wouldn't yeah. be able to do it unless you're it's okay. a pretty like spring till Yeah, spring till august you're good with that pop-up and then like tim just said the dry camping but let's okay so let's move on the hybrid what would you find in the hybrid so in a hybrid you get a little bit more um in regards to room because it's a little bit it's a little bit longer the interior is a little bit longer because you you gain the bed space so the beds aren't folding into the camper um they're just folded up so you you maintain that center space so you the benefits to it is that it always has a door you can open. So you can walk in, you can fill it up, you can pack it up, you can get ready to go, um, unlike a pop-up where you have to pop it up to be able to store anything in it, so it's a pain there. And you get very limited space um, in a pop-up. So um, there's that aspect of it, but you also get um, you know same fold-down table. You also get usually some sort of couch. Um, in my case, I have a two-person couch that folds down to a twin, so I get an extra I get extra room there, and then I have two queens on either side. Um, and then you also get a bigger bathroom. So usually in a, in a pop-up, you're going to see a bathroom set up where the bathroom and the shower are one and the same. They're in the same space. If you take a shower, you're you're literally standing right you know in the bathroom. Um, in a pop-up camper, you get a full half bath. So you get a shower, you get a uh, well, full bath, a full bath, I guess is what you call it, three quarters. You get a shower um, that's separate from the toilet, and then you have a kitchen sink. So you actually get a full setup there, and then uh, usually you get some sort of upgraded kitchenette, oven, uh, stovetop, and microwave with with the sink. So um, 
and additional storage, um, most definitely. So, so before we move on to the next stage of that, what would let's talk about the price points real quick. So, a pop up camper, I've seen them. You know, I've seen them cheap. Cheap is like three grand, but brand new, I've seen them around ten, eleven, twelve. It's about right for a new one. Eight to twelve, like yeah, you know, eight for to a bigger one. Yeah, eight to twelve is what I think you say. What, what you can see, um, you know, you get up in the eight, you know, twelve, thirteens, you're going to get an additional slide out that gives you more room, but it doesn't give you more storage at all. So, oh, is that a side slide out? Yeah, a side oh. slide out. So, you, but you don't get really much more with that other than interior walking space. Yeah, um, so it's still like it's still cold. That's the it's other still issue. cold. It's still all vinyl. Um, so there's no real benefit other than other than that. that How's yours in the cold, the hybrid type? Um, so we we've been out in weather that has been in the 30s at night, um, and it is surprisingly um, very warm. Um, you know, we have so I have a I have a furnace, and um, you know, just like actually kind of what you get in a pop up. It's a little I think 15,000 BTU furnace, but the difference is is that with the hybrids, they have enough space to run actual duct work. So they actually, instead of instead of in a pop-up where the heat's just coming out in one space one side, and it yeah. just there's no circulation if you're not running fans, um, it just has to spread out and get warm everywhere. This has actual duct work, so it will it will spread the heat out evenly throughout the camper. Nice. Um, so you get actually much more. I I'm I was very comfortable sleeping in you know low thir- in yeah. mid mid low thirties to forty degree weather. At night. So what's the the hybrid price point? Hybrid price points. Um, you're gonna see just a little bit higher than than your pop-up. And you're going to see much, usually right? about fifteen to twenty thousand. Brand new. Um, brand new. Yep. Used. Used. You probably find them between like eight and twelve. So wow. what you would find a, a regular pop up camper for. Um, I think the benefits. I mean, definitely outweigh the pop up because weight. I think weight's a big thing. Yeah, for weight's people. the other thing we didn't talk about. Yeah. Um, pop up campers. Your weights are going to be anywhere from fifteen hundred to three thousand thirty two hundred pounds um, towing. With your hybrid, they start at about three thousand. But that's still small enough for an SUV to to, to tow it, rather than rather than needing a pickup or something yeah, bigger to big actually deal. tow it. So, um, other than your Grand Cherokees, which they're, that's the only SUV that I know of that can actually tow up to seven thousand pounds, which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there's those benefits, and that's really why I decided is price point, and it was um, the towability of it. Um, yeah. Plus the warmth. I mean, you definitely want that warmth. It has air, it has heat, it has all those options. So perfect. Um, Okay, uh, yeah. so hybrid. Now, what's the, what would be the next? So next one up? is just your your normal travel, uh, travel trailer. trailer. Yep. So your travel trailer, and there's there's. I mean, we can go on for a long time about the varieties yeah. of them, but the basics of them is they're all hard shell. There's no pop outs at all, um, and they range anywhere from a Seven, twenty foot all the way up to a thirty thirty. Yeah, foot. seventeen I mean, grand to about thirty five grand, right? Yeah, Somewhere you can get them. I, I say they probably start for a small one. You're probably starting around seventeen. I mean, they can go up to forty. Yeah, these are five thousand. Yeah. Um, but that's just because of all the, I'm not talking fifth wheel, just the one before fifth wheel. Yeah. You can get them. I mean, even so they, they have like toy trailer. um, Oh, I forgot toy haulers. Yeah. Yeah, Toy hauler. Uh, I mean, you can get them up to like 45,000, even with just a a tow behind. It's all about the options and all that Yeah, because you have TVs in them, fireplaces, beds that move around. It's got a full kitchen generally. Yeah. Uh, full bathroom, bunk beds. We looked mm-hmm. at one. We had bunk beds one time, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool for kids. Yep. Um, uh, what you lose, though, and why I decided on the hybrid, is the living space versus the the, the weight. So on mine, I, it, it's it's three thousand pounds, um, but I get I get the living space, the 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 sleeping space that I would get in a twenty five foot trailer because yeah. I have the beds that fold out that don't take the interior, take the interior space. Yeah. Um, so it works out really well, and that's why you you get the same size 
trailer that I have, you're only sleeping two people. Yeah. It, it's a queen bed and there's nothing else. True. So. Yeah, that's right. Because I know they have them small like yours, but mm-hmm. they, like you said, the beds are in there, so they, you're losing a lot of space. As that's far exactly as. it. So These things are awesome, though, man. They've done such a good job on them, like looking yeah. at them and all that. and just Now, the travel trailer we're talking about, uh, Tim's talking about the range. That's a that's a big range. There's a lot of different kinds. It's too hard to even talk about them. They have bump out some, some don't. Yeah. Um, but the point is, that there's, it's a higher class cost. It's more heavy. It's a lot bigger. It's basically what you see when you go to campgrounds and you're like, wow, that's a big camper. That's usually a travel trailer if it doesn't have a fifth wheel. If it has yeah. a fifth wheel, it's even a bigger one that has usually like a chandelier type thing because it's tall. Oh, I've real seen tall. some absolutely crazy. I've seen them where you walk in and go up steps and then yeah. you're on the main level. Yeah, the fifth wheels, um, I have a couple friends that have them, and uh, they are just, I mean, they're ridiculous. They're, they're I mean, the price point's a lot higher, heavy, obviously. Heavy, They are, ex- yeah, they're, they're 6, much heavier. Pounds, uh, minimum. Really? I mean, yeah, minimum. Wow. Yeah, I think, you know, I've seen them all the way up to, like, 9,500 pounds, um, yeah. which is why they have to have that fifth wheel, so it sits in the bed and it's yeah. not on your hitch. Cause and the, the hitch price weights. point would be a lot, probably. Yeah, your price weight. point's probably 35 to 65 depending on your, probably your quantity, some uh, of your, those. your quality, so... Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I've seen them full, full 60 inch TVs, full fridge, oh, yeah. full kitchen. I mean, stairs going up to the bedroom. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Two yeah. bathrooms. I've seen oh, them. Yeah. It's, Once it's, they have outside, you can get in from the outside too. So you have guests yeah. that can't get into the main. Yeah, part. two doors. You got one in the front, one in the back. They have a bar um, on the outside. Usually outdoor, outdoor bar. wet bar. Yep, absolutely. They're um, cool, but you know, pulling that would be a lot, man. To, yeah. to deal with that. I mean, they're cool, but um, but anyway. So uh, stepping up from that, we go into the RV section, which is what Kevin just bought in Winnebago, right. which has the engine built into it. The the vehicle is the the RV. It drives itself. Yeah. Um, uh, the RV is killer because it is sick, but you have to drive it. So that means you need to pull a car with you, or you need to do an Uber or a Lyft. And if you're in the country. You're not doing anything. You might just be chilling there or take a golf cart or something, whatever. But those are ranging probably eighty-five grand to two hundred grand. Tim, you think? Um, With the diesel, it's probably you're, more you're, the bus type or more. more probably. Yeah, and and that's it. So so just to kind of back, there, there's two different RVs actually. There's oh, two I different classes. There's an A and there's a C. Oh. So the the C class is if you think about a um, like a Ford E three fifty. Like a, uh, oh, a full forgot. conversion it's a van. Smaller one, right? It's smaller a smaller one. RV. Um, so th- those are, um, you know, and that's exactly it. They're, they're, they're just smaller. They're yeah, it's like a truck. It looks like an actual um, truck. Yeah, but the bed but comes over the top. That's exactly it. Yeah. So, but what Kevin got was a um, was an A class, and the A class is the bus style. That's yeah. that's your tour bus, like flat front. Um, you but know, that's style a single bus. axle. I think there's even the dual dually axles yes. are even you can get even bigger big in the bus, C-class. like Dave Matthews Band touring yeah. bus, Luke Bryan touring yeah. bus. You type. can sleep 10, 15 people. You need a special license for that one, probably. Um, that's probably uh, you probably do need a CDL yeah. to drive it. That one's a yeah, big boy. I'm, I'm sure, like a, well, but that might be state dependent. Well, too. Kevin's is know. a 34 footer, and that one I think is more like a 50 footer. But you don't need a special. License Not Kevin's, but yeah. maybe the other one. But this thing, okay. So let's talk about Kevin's for a minute. Loaded. You walk into it, huge space, bump outs everywhere, bump out, master bathroom, master bedroom, all private area back there. You can, you know. If you have a shower, full shower, I mean, a lot of room, a lot of room. Could sleep probably eight to ten people. Um, he has uh, cameras everywhere. So when he goes left blinker, the cameras come on all over the place to mm-hmm. show him that there's no one next to him he can get over. I mean, it's pretty impressive. 
Um, but you have to drive it, right? right? Everywhere you go, the gas, I mean, takes 80 gallons of gas. So yeah. you can imagine. Is it, is it, and that's the other thing. They come in gas and they come in diesel. This one's gas. Diesel's too much money. So diesel is more yeah. like $200,000 because yeah. the engines are so much more. Yeah, and they, but yes, yeah, that's it. But they're better on gas. Overall. They're they're better on gas overall, but your gas is a little bit more expensive depending on the time. Yeah. Um, you know, but over time potentially, and and uh, but the engines last longer too potentially. But it, it just depends on on you know uh, on what you want. The thing about it is camping's a blast. Like if you haven't taken your kids camping, this is a great opportunity to do that with these options. You know, you can even just do a tent. You know, but let's I guess let's talk about Tim real quick. The gear you need when you're camping period right just general gear so most likely need some sort of sleeping bag pillow um way to keep warm you're gonna need uh uh some pots and pans for cooking if you're planning to cook um should always have a knife a compass that's just common sense stuff fire starters things like that bring wood if well actually you might not be able to bring wood depends where you live but um you, yeah. need, you know to have a campfire. I mean, what else? Is, so yeah, kind of, kind of the, the the essentials too are um, grill. I mean, unless you want to use the kitchenette fully, um, you you want to always have a grill with you, propane tanks or whatever the case may be. Um, you also need a hose, um, definitely to hook up to water to fill or whatever you're going to do with that. You also want to have pressure regulator if you are going to hook up to to a city water hookup. Um, one of the things is that a lot of the campsites don't regulate their pressure. So if you just hook a straight hose to a straight camper, um, you could potentially blow the lines in your camper because of the pressure in there. So you always want to have a pressure regulator to make sure that you're not running too much pressure into your into your lines if you're using that. I mean, some, a lot of times what we do is we'll actually fill the reserve tank and we'll just use that. We'll use a fresh water tank. Um, then it's just run by a water pump inside. And when you run out of water, you run out of water. Um so you definitely need uh, all your water hookups, the hose, the the pressure regulator, filter if you if you want it. But that's you know that's optional. Most of the time they're not going to give you undrinkable water um, whatsoever. And then um, lighter. I mean, lighter is absolutely a must-have on any camper. Yeah. I would say. Um, and from there, it's just it's how far do you want to take it? Like, do you want to make it a second home, or do you want to? Um, you know, you want to be- make it more rustic at that point. But I think that's really your basics. So. So if you're out there and you're thinking about taking your family camping, this is a great a great episode to listen to and learn a little bit about the different options you have. Um, also, if you're a hunter and you're looking to pick up a, a camper to um, start camping, you know, for while you're hunting, this is a good one to listen to because, you know, I think we just proved the fact that it's a little too chilly with a pop-up camper if you're a hunter. In the northern region. In the sure. northern region, yeah, yeah, thanks. Good point there. But there's a lot of options out there and there's unlimited amount of money you can spend. So it just depends on your budget and what you're trying to do. I think budget wise, if you want to save money, you know, you could do the tent concept with a, a blow up mattress to bring, get a power source, a Honda generator, something that, you know, blow up the mattress and you could, you know, that's not bad. If it's not too cold, you can get away with that. No problem. Especially if you're just sleeping in there, you know, if you're just passing out, waking up, who cares, you know, but you know, like Tim said, bring a grill, you'll need some pillows, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter how you want to do it. Now people who hunt like, you know, like elk and stuff in the West, they're usually just in little, I don't even know if they're tents. I think they're single people, like sleeping bag tents, you know, yeah. I think they sleep in, um, the and they keep moving. Yeah. Well, they have yeah. to, you know, bundle them up and put them on their mm-hmm. gear. They have to carry them. So anyway, um, there's just some options there, but you know, have fun with it. I mean, get outdoors. I mean, this is the whole point. You don't have to be a hunter just to get outdoors. You can go camping, you can, uh, you know, enjoy life with your family and doing it, and, and it's fun. There's a lot of nice people at campgrounds I've met over the years. Uh, I've had a lot of fun, and if you don't want to meet anybody, you can still do that. You can still just chill out and relax yep. and enjoy a fire 
with your family, marshmallows. Usually, most of the places have been pretty good. I've been to a couple places that we had a lot of privacy, you know, like nice little woods around us and between us and the next one. And, you know, just a really good time. I don't know. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun this year getting out. So, I think we've been out about 10 times and seen uh, most of the lower Michigan um, in regards to areas that you can camp in. And uh, they're all different. They are. I mean, it's a, you get out and you kind of get a feel for what you like and what you want to do. And, um, you know, I have, I have a, a plans next year to, to go on a two week, um, camping trip. So just where are you guys to, headed to? We're going to, we're going to do, actually, we're going to do a tour around Lake Superior. So we're going to go up, um, around cool. the Canadian side and then come back through the UP. Before you set that date, you should definitely hear Kevin's plans to go to Yellowstone. Is that right? You might want to follow behind. Uh, I wouldn't mind that. He, so his plan, he wants to go Yellowstone next year and uh, take the kids and everybody and yeah, Shannon and me cool. in the RV, and then you guys could actually just follow us out there. Yeah, no, that then, would be um, that'd be quite a uh, quite a, quite the one thing that you got to be careful with. Because then you can't buy us, though. You know what I mean? So you're not like alone. Yeah. Completely, yeah. you know, you can have your own privacy, but then when you want to hang out, you're not nervous or you know. No, that, I mean it's a far place to go by yourself. That's I know the saying. one thing that that I have to watch just because of the camper that I have, and this is actually a, a good tip, is that some areas don't allow vinyl sided, and I don't have a vinyl side, but my pop outs are vinyl in heavily bear populated areas. Oh, you can only you have, have a tent. You can only have a hard shell, which is weird, right? They don't yeah. care about tents. Um, but the campers on there, and I think maybe. it's probably liability on the campground that you go to. They make the requirement for that. I'm sure if I was on state state property, I can do whatever I wanted to. It's, Never thought it, of that. Yeah, so that's just something you, you always want to check the state regulations and where you're going campground wise to make sure that you can even take your camper. So go RVing, baby. That's it. All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in tonight. And uh, you know, if you like, I said, if you're getting into camping, check it out. Um, We'll try to post a couple links in the description maybe to help you find some things uh, for camping. Uh, General RV is the big one by us that has tons of different RV options and campers and pop-ups. And But you can go on Facebook and look in the marketplace. There's always a lot of used uh, pop-ups and uh, hybrid-type uh, campers, travel trailers. Just a lot of great options. Yep. Um, that's it for me. Anything else, Tim? No. No. I mean, there's a lot more we can talk about, but it, it's, it's just about experiencing it. So Yeah, taking it on yourself, enjoying that late-night campfire with your kids. Watch them fall asleep while you're uh, chilling with them. It's amazing. Watching the stars go by, man. It's amazing. All right, guys. Thank you. Have a great night. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. Experience the power of 5G with T-Mobile. With faster 5G speeds nationwide, you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go. Plus, T-Mobile has more 5G bars in more places, so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere. Switch to T-Mobile today, the leader in 5G. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G Speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now, Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the 8-passenger pilot, or maybe the adventurous passport. But you gotta do it fast, because Hondas are selling like... 
well, Hondas. New models are arriving right now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today.